Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back. William Smith, how are you this this wonderful day? Sunny day. Sunny day, at least where I am. I don't know if it's sunny where you are. It's sunny. It's actually gorgeous. It's uh, a beautiful day. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yes, I'm in a much better spirit. I'm I'm easy breezy when the sun is out, so <laughs> Yeah, we, we know you're affected by the weather. Yes, I yes. <laughs> and praise Jesus, it's starting to spring is showing her face. So 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 what's happening today, Will? You know, I get all well, excited to hear your tip and interview our people. So what's 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 shaking? Well, our, our tip is real, uh, real basic. Uh, well, it may not be that basic. Uh, it's a simple thing. But um, for those of you all who are doing uh, music license, music licensing, and they're trying to get your tracks on to it, libraries and uh, TVs and commercials and all that good stuff, um, one thing that will go a long way to making you look professional in the eyes of all of the uh, music supervisors and people looking for your music is to have what are called stems, S-T-E-M-S, stems, which are real simple. It sounds all technical and whatever, but it's not that difficult. <laughs> all it is is you're having um, your track with just the drums or a uh, version of your track with just the without the drums or a version of your track with drums and bass and if you're you have vocals on your track, a version of the track with just the vocals and acapella. So um, that's really what stems are. And pe- and people who are yeah. making commercials, they use that to help you know make the commercial sound uh, you know clear. And if you if you've ever listened to a commercial and you've heard like a popular song in it, you'll hear bits and pieces of that song in different ways and that you might not normally hear on the original recording. So that's pretty much what it is. Nice. Yes. Stems. I had to learn all about stems when I started performing, um, particularly when you're performing um, bigger right. kind of venues. And so if you want a fuller sound, sometimes um, you'll have stems from your tracks and, you know, so that you kind of have the fullness. And if you don't have background singers, but you need right, some backgrounds right. happening, all that stuff. Yeah, I had to be all educated on stems versus there's another there's because my drummer is always like do you want the stems or do you want the something (laughs) (laughs) but it's always the stems so anyway i can't remember what the other but no it is important and it's it's yet another type of file that you need and yeah which is goes back yeah it goes back to that whole really organizing create a um, folder stuff name name your files well (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. You gotta, you gotta have that stuff and, and be able to access this, but another really good tip. Well, thank you. Thank you. Oh, one, one quick thing about it. Uh, if you're submitting it to all these professional houses, uh, you know, music houses, libraries, whatever, 48 Hertz, the quality and 16, at least 16 bit. 
So that's mm. just a detail. 48 hertz, yeah, 16 Y'all going to have to write that down. That's a lot. That's, those <laughs> that's of us who have no brain at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Replay. I can't remember all that. But yes, that was great. No, I um, really helpful. And that way you have the language, particularly for my singers. I'm always kind of talking from the perspective as a singer. Sometimes we right. just think we can just land on the stage, but we need to know how to communicate to all the powers that be uh, when it comes to our music. So so I am excited because we have a singer, uh, not not a singer today. We have a singer, a singer <laughs> today <laughs> on our podcast. And um, I just love this chick. You know, we it's not like we've known each other terribly long, but our personalities seem to gel really well. And then I found out she was a Scorpio like me. So I figured, oh, okay, that's that's exactly what's going on here. So as you know, we always let our guests talk about themselves. But first, can we welcome Selena Albright? Hey, hey. Hi, Selena. you guys. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> absolutely it is this is like one of the funnest things that if funnest is a word i think it is but hey, <laughs> make it a word <laughs> one of the the most fun things we get to do is invite people to come in and tell their stories and right you have had so many wonderful things that i'm gleaming from afar happening to you so i think the timing couldn't be more perfect because I you we're going to talk about it later, but I just I'm so excited because you've got some really wonderful um, things happening in your music career. And yeah. I know for a fact, other artists, you know, they want to understand how do you make that happen? So and I want us just to start off, you could just tell us a little bit about who Selena is, you know, as a as an artist. And then how did you how did you get what's your background and how did you get where you are? Well, I have a very unique story and, and more on that later, but I am an R&B soul and sometimes jazz artist. Um, I have been a studio vocalist for a longer time than I've been a solo artist. And so that's opened me up to all these different genres. And plus, I love all types of music. And you'll hear that infused in whatever I write. I write all my songs unless yeah, under a few occasions I do covers. Um, but my father actually has introduced me to the music business in a way that's very unique that a lot of people don't experience. And his name is Gerald Albright, and he's a saxophonist, jazz recording mm -hmm. artist, you know, either shout out to Gerald. Oh, yes. Shout out. <laughs> so legendary. Oh, and so, you know, as a child, I didn't realize my childhood was weird, you know, meeting all of his colleagues um, whether those were actors, actresses, musicians, the whole gamut, um, executives and whatnot. Uh, I didn't know that was weird. And these all became people that knew me as little Selena. And so they never knew me as really a singer. They knew I could sing, but they didn't know that that was what I was destined to do in the future. Some of them knew that that's what I was destined to do, but they didn't know if I was serious about it. And so the story really was more personal rather than, work based and so you know for our relationships to develop like this it's really opened up a lot of opportunities for me that I didn't have before and that a lot of other people wouldn't normally have but don't get it twisted I have worked my behind off for every opportunity <laughs> that I've yeah gotten. I mean make sure you say that because yes. I think that's that's an important thing for people to understand you know when people have family members who are established 
you know, in the music business, I think they just, you know, pass the spoon and there they go. But no, 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 no. no. You, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. people don't want to give you special treatment just because you're a certain person. So sometimes you actually have to work harder because they don't believe that you actually know what you're doing and that you're really mm. serious right, about it. They right. think you're just trying it because your family did it. And so I've had mm -hmm. to prove myself many times over and, but it's made me so much stronger. And a lot of people will say, gosh, you know, you get better and better every year. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm working my behind off over here. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and it takes the content um, practice and push and motivation and whatnot. So it's been such a fun ride, though. I really, I can't complain about anything that's happened. It's been amazing. Mm. Awesome. 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 Now, Selena, you're going to find that I, you know, I like to take over the conversation, but I'm not going to do that today. Will. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Okay. So go ahead, Will. I know we're going to go back and forth with our questions. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, well, for, for me, I'm, I'm a saxophonist as well. So, uh, you know, nice. your, your father's playing has definitely influenced my, my playing and cool. uh, I used to listen to a lot of how he approached uh, some of the, the popular song um, uh, playing and improvising. So, uh, most definitely, but, I, but yeah, I, I want to, I guess, ask, um, what are some of those challenges? You, you mentioned some of the challenges of, of people not looking at you, uh, taking you on your own merit, but, uh, what, what have you done, I guess, to address those challenges and, and basically created your own identity? Um, right now, what I'm working on is really solidifying my brand as a solo artist. I've always been a jazz accompanist or an R&B accompanist, and I really want to go off on my own. Um, I've been on almost all of my dad's records as a background vocalist. I've featured in other jazz artists' records um, on background vocals and leads. Um, I was just on Dave Koz's last uh, Christmas record doing a lead on that, which is awesome. Um, I've worked with everyone from David Benoit, pianist, um, to Candy Dolfer, and some people from overseas, like Johnny Bencini. Like, I've worked with a lot of people, but now I'm working on being a solo artist because I think that is so important to know what your musical voice is and to contribute that. Now, one of the right. problems that, that, that I did say I had was that, yeah, people want you to prove yourself even more if you've been around them and they've just known you as a person and not as an artist. So case in point, I was just, well, I was, but I was just driving from the airport in the same van as another artist who's well-established, total genius. And I'm sitting in the backseat and I'm listening to him speak. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen, he's like a musical uncle to me. I haven't seen my uncle in forever. Mm -hmm. And then I hear myself get excited and blurt out, would you ever want to collaborate and he paused and I was like, oh my God, this is awkward. Oh my gosh, he doesn't want to collaborate. <laughs> and my heart started pumping because I just realized I asked way too soon. This is before he even knew anything about me musically. He just knows me as little Selena. Then mm. fast forward to the next night, we're in the jam session together and it's at the Birch Jazz Festival. And we didn't directly sing or play together but he got to hear who I was and he got to hear what I can do and how much I do have a knowledge of the music. And we're backstage and he said, you know what? I do have a song <laughs> 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 that might sound good with your voice on it and we should talk about it. 
and I find that that happens a lot where people will be a little bit skeptical. Um, even musicians that I'll work with on stage who've never had me, you know, who've never performed my music, they don't think I know anything about my own music. And I'm not sure where that comes from. <laughs> I don't know who they've been working with. But I really do know my music. I know what key it's in. I can sing it. You know, I know the parts verbatim. I've memorized my own music because I should. It's important. But I think a lot of people mm-hmm. just don't expect that from vocalists and especially from a vocalist who seems to have had an easy ride because her dad was there mm-hmm. paving the way. And my dad did a lot. He did a lot. But if, mm-hmm. if I hadn't worked at it, I, don't, I know that it wouldn't have gone forward as much as it has. You just awesome. said something so important, and, and we're actually, I'm going to be announcing next week, um, we're having a small um, meetup here in Chicago for Art Voices Matter, t- calling, uh, and it's titled Finding Your Voice. Yeah. And um, by the time, I guess, listeners are listening to this podcast, we'll be marketing it starting this week. But, um, and what you just said about, you know, singers, I don't know why other people don't understand, you know, don't expect me to know my music or whatever, but. I think in the culture of singers, so many don't. <laughs> and so it's become kind of this, you know, I mean, I just had a huge long discussion with some of my musicians talking about how much they get frustrated by singers. Oh, okay. um, and yeah, and not really, um, not because of vocal, you know, ability or whatever, but just these things that they feel like they should be able to know and be able to work together and work more hand in hand. Obviously, you know, I didn't agree with all their points because I, <laughs> I understand the perspective of what's going on for a lot of singers. But right. it's so important that you just said this idea, this, you know, you must know, why wouldn't I know my music? Like, I need to know, you know, my music. And um, I think other those of you who are listening who are singers, again, we can't just plop on a stage and, you know... You should be able to, when, when the band, when something isn't right going on, when something, um, you know, needs to be maybe changed or you need to be able to cue something differently, you right. have to, you know, you need to know your stuff. Now, my question would be, there's one thing knowing it, but it's a whole other thing having the confidence. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So talk to me, tell us a little bit about that. Have you always just been a very confident and direct and... Or is this something also that you've really had to um, work on? What has that been about? I had to grow into it because I, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and even now sometimes, social situations are really odd for me. And mm-hmm. especially in a leadership position, I've had to grow into my leadership. I'm a shy person. I really... Um, you know, I was an only child for a long time. And I could mm-hmm. be in the corner reading a book and nobody would bother me. So I didn't have to have social interactions unless my parents said, Selena, you need to, you know, talk. (laughs) (laughs) And so as an adult, sometimes I have to tell myself, Selena, they want to hear what you have to say. Selena, you have to say something, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, you know, Mm -hmm. my parents' voice has become my own voice to myself. Hey, look, Selena, you got to get these guys or these ladies to figure out your music. So let them know what you want. Let the sound guy know what you want, you know, or else you're not going to have as good a show. So you have to say something. So I do have an inner voice that lets me know, Hey, Selena, it's time to speak up. And I think that has developed over time of me knowing just the importance of communication and how to communicate 
in a way that's mm-hmm. going to be received not as, hey, Selena's this big diva that we don't want to work with again, but Selena mm-hmm. really wants this to be good. And she's trying to pull more out of us because she believes in us and she knows this can be a better show. Um, right. So yeah, I've learned a lot along the way. And I worked with kids for a long time and that actually really helped. Um, because I had to be a leader. I had to lead group discussions and study groups and whatnot. I'm kind of a math geek um, and a science geek. And so <laughs> I used to teach. That was my side hustle before music started to pick up to the point to where, well, I could close down the the tutoring business. Um, much mm-hmm. to my students' dismay, they didn't like that very much, but they were happy for me. But I got a lot of my leadership mm-hmm. skills from that. Great, great. Yeah, there's um yeah, just just to to say one there's a vocalist here in, in the DC area uh who who really made an impression upon me in terms of her professionalism. She showed up to the gig with her own mic, cable, mic, mic cable stand and amp. Yes. And had her her yeah, own music working. stand and yep. had all the charts ready to go. Okay. Uh, shout out to Lori, to Lori Williams. Um yeah, she she's awesome. And it was just that if you talk about uh, impressing upon musicians, a level of professionalism, do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because right. they're like, wow, okay, she's ready. Just like a musician, just like any other instrumentalist is ready to play, has their own, you know, setup, their own sound setup and everything. And right. that, that's, that goes a long way uh, to, to show your level of, of, you know, just leadership, professionalism, stepping out in front and doing your thing. Um, but yeah, that, 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 uh, spoke to me and I, I wanted to add to insert that into the, the conversation that we're talking about in terms of vocalists. But, um, one other thing I, I want to ask, uh, of course I got a whole, whole bunch of other stuff, but, um, <laughs> in, in terms of, uh, uh, some of the performance experience, uh, performing experiences that you've had, um, what was, uh, and, and I like, I like asking this question because it really um, brings out what the, the meaning and the, the reason why we do what we do. What was, uh, I guess, your most inspiring moment um, on stage or one of the reasons that confirmed what you're doing is what you should be doing? Oh, wow. Okay. This just happened two weeks ago. Cause I'm always confirming it in different ways. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. I was in a jam session, same jam session I was talking about before. It was huge. There was like a hundred things going on at once. So it was just, my mind was blown after this night. This was at the Berks jazz mm-hmm. festival in Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maceo Parker was there. <laughs> I was in the same jam session as Maceo Parker. Now, if you don't know who Maceo Parker is, well, he is the saxophonist. Yes, but some people who are listening to this pod, they're, they're not they going to know. So, yeah, no, explain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was little, my dad used to play James Brown all the time because that's his mm-hmm. one of his biggest musical influences, right? Mm-hmm. Maceo Parker is the saxophonist that's on all mm-hmm. those original recordings. He traveled yep. with James Brown. So all this history is on stage at the same time as I'm on stage because it's a jam session. We're all jamming <laughs> together. Okay. Yeah. My dad is on stage too. He and I mm-hmm. are standing next to each other, like on the verge of tears and just mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know, like I can already tell my ears are hot. My nose is burning. That's what happens whenever I'm about to cry. And we're experiencing this huge moment together. So that just kind of, oh my gosh. And then after we get off stage and I'm done singing and everything, Maceo's back there excited. He's like, why didn't we do this before? This is so much fun. He's, I don't know how old he is, but his youth came out 
And he had so much energy and we took a picture together. He let me touch his saxophone. And Mm -hmm. that is because I got so excited about moment I am right pocket and I'm singing. I'm the only female among all these males. There were about eight saxophonists. There were maybe four or five keyboardists who were taking turns going up. I'm the only vocalist besides Kevin Whalem and mm. he's a beast. So mm-hmm. it was just I was like, wow, I'm learning so much, but then I'm giving so much to this situation. And I I pretty much went nuts. And I couldn't sleep that <laughs> night. <laughs> that was the most inspiring because I was able to soak in awesome. everybody really just in their element, doing their thing. And then I was able to offer something to the situation, which was huge for me. Wow. Well, that is a, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty darn inspiring story. That, that actually, I could visualize like all of that. I mean, I kind of, you know, you, you see stuff on social media, but when you just explained that and, oh. you know, in its context, yes. um, that's, that's so to me, the first place I kind of went and, you know, Will knows I'm all woo woo. I you know, <laughs> am all into spiritual, you know, moments and, you know, these, these higher things happening and these higher frequency. But when you just explain that, I like, I felt like the, um, you know, I think music is so sacred and it, you know, it, it elevates us in so many special ways and that it's not a coincidence, you know, when you kind of land in these spaces and it's, you know, um, so when you just described that, it was like, yes, that, you know, Will asked about confirmation. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much more, you know, I don't want to see you getting on, you know, Instagram saying, I don't feel inspired. No, right? Selena, remember you were on the stage. With <laughs> <Macy."> <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and there's so oh, many people I've shared okay. the stage with where, gosh, I can't even believe some of the experiences I've had because I'm, mm. you know, I'm the vocalist who brings the female energy to the stage and the guys say I make them look good, you know, and I make them sound good <laughs> and I make them work harder. And they love that about having me be a part mm. of their set. So I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> mm. So I think to an extent, a special guest or I'll collaborate. This is a very collaborative year right now for me too. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. also working about or working on, you know, my solo stuff as well. Releasing right, right. my record was a big step in that, but I love playing with the guys. I love yeah. playing with, with ladies too. Don't get me wrong, but I always <laughs> end up being one of the guys. So. <laughs> yeah. no, uh, I love so, having yeah, um, That's fantastic. So yeah. What actually, uh, what, what actually made you, um, uh, decide to be a vocalist instead of an instrumentalist? Cause I'm sure your dad might've, thrown a couple of things at you and said, you know, you interested in this or you interested in this? Actually, uh, the violin was one of the things I did when I was a okay. kid, but they knew that that wasn't really, it wasn't really my calling to hold an instrument, even by the age okay. of two, because I was already okay. singing in the crib and my mom would sing church See, hymns okay. to me yeah. and I was on key back then. So they knew, okay, we'll try a couple instruments on her, you know, piano, we tried violin but I, my ears are so strong, like, especially when I was a kid that I would be watching <laughs> my violin teachers fingering and then a millisecond later able to reproduce that and get the notes perfect. So she didn't know I was cheating. I wasn't reading one lick of music <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> you know? So they said, okay, she's a different, this is a different kind of, different kind of kid. We're going to have to do something different. And so 
they put me in acting yeah. classes and stuff that would help me with my performance, the performance aspect of things. And I thought right, that was really, right. really a great asset. And it was very smart of them to do. Um, my mm-hmm. parents were really smart for being so young, having me. And some of the stuff they did was way beyond their years. But yeah. I was able to absorb so much as a result of that. And they always put things in front of me just in case I would want to do them. And so me being able to pick and choose and have those opportunities was really important for me. Wow. Yeah. You, you're saying so many golden nuggets. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I, I was listening to this, um, this podcast yesterday because I'm addicted to podcasts, but I was listening to this podcast and this musician, she was talking about how, um, you know, they, they were talking about barriers in making money in music and how a lot of musicians, will say, you know, well, I just want to play and maybe I'll make my little, you know, 10 bucks or just these, we have these kind of myopic um, (laughs) mentalities. But what she was saying, she said, but she has found that musicians who grew up with parents who were musicians, it's a very different mentality because their, if their parents were musicians, then their livelihood was based on, you know, it was normal. Okay. Just like Mm -hmm. my dad, you know, works at you know, the bank, your dad you know, right. plays music and you normalize it. And so you don't see, she, she suggested that maybe you don't see music being such a hard, you know, space and that it can become very realistic um, because you're growing up in that environment. And when you were just explaining how your parents were able to, you know, af- you know, give you these and offer these things to you, you know, it was a part of their fabric. I know that your right. mom, I think she sings as well. Yeah. Um, and so, um, did you, so has there ever been a point, um, where you were like, you know, music just seems too, you know, unattainable or has it always felt like, oh no, I can do that. That's an option. I'm just choosing, you know, doing the tutoring or choosing te- teaching. You know, some part of me deep down knew it was something I could do whenever it was always going to be mm-hmm. available to me to some degree. And so I was always mm-hmm. singing all the way through the years that I was going to school, which I was determined to get my degrees. I have two degrees. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I am going to do this music thing, I know how hard it is. I know how much we had to eat the same thing over and over again when I was a kid mm-hmm. just to accommodate. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure I have a plan B. So I created the plan B. So I was good. Then I decided to start pursuing music full time. And I really feel like that was an important thing for me to know that I had own first and then mm-hmm. to pursue what I had an inkling my dream was, mm. you know, yeah, no, that's good stuff. No, because mm-hmm. again, I, I do think that people, um, you know, we make so many assumptions, you know, you're the, probably the, um, the only artist that I've been able to really talk to, you know, more personally, and having this kind of conversation whose parent is in the industry. But I think about people like Layla Hathaway, you have these really kind of big people in the industry and them having to really prove, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Layla has been in the business. I mean, she's been singing since forever. (laughs) Forever. And it's just, it took that Grammy. It took snarky puppy putting her on that stage. (laughs) That was completely, I know the Snarky Puppy did not plan (laughs) on that becoming what that became, which led to Grammys for them. But, you know, if you see, if you saw, you know, those of you wondering, what am I talking about? Layla Hathaway is is a soul jazz um, ridiculous singer and is the daughter of Donny Hathaway. And she has had a career. She's, you know, I want to say that Layla is close to 
I mean, she's in her late 40s, maybe Mm -hmm. like hitting 50, but she's had a career since she was like 17, 18, singing with some great people. But it wasn't until about five or so years ago, three or five years ago, she was on a recording and it, it gave her a platform. And I think that people assumed, oh, well, she's Donny Hathaway's kid. So, you know, boom. Yep. And I'm sure there's, like you just said, there's elements of having a parent in the industry that, yes, you know, are going to be afforded to you. But she has been, <laughs> she's been <laughs> pushing and singing for, I forever. Right, right. I know. You know. She's so underrated yeah. even now. Even with the Grammy, she's completely underrated. Because I think yeah. we need to make up for all the times we did not give her her due. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the right. years. So, yeah. I mean, it, it I've been following her forever. So, I right. mean, and even you, because Selena and I, and I don't, yeah, I'm going to ask you real You're not from Denver, Colorado. You're no. from California. Yes, yeah, right? Southern California. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you lived in Denver for a, a nice amount of time. Yeah, it was uh, 11 years, 11 okay, years, yeah. maybe 12, before we just now moved uh, to the Dallas area of Texas. Okay, because mm. my sister used to always talk about you because <laughs> my sister's in Denver. <laughs> I was raised in Denver. I'm now in Chicago, but she's like, you know, do you know Selena Albright? And I'm like, you know, I, I know the name. I mean, of course I know Gerald. No way. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, no, you need to, you know, she really, she's like really good. And her mom, I know, you know, my sister knows your mom pretty well. So she would talk about you. So I kind of knew about you before you even, and so I'm assuming you, I already had like 12 albums out. Cause I mean, when I first heard your voice, I was like, oh yeah, she's established. Like she's, yeah. I don't have that many. I have four projects, but only one of them is a full length and the other one is an EP and the other two are singles. And then everything else has been on everybody else's album, which is why I'm working on, you know, my solo career right now. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I journey. know that you, this isn't, you know, today she popped up, you know, cause I had been, you know, you've been, you've been, you know, working on this. Right. But, um, yeah. 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 I, this, this, that's been a, that was a great, uh, uh, few, few minutes that you all just had right there. Just trying to <laughs> show what the, um, the background trying to kind of come from a famous or well-known person's background. I have a student actually, I'm not going to say whose son he is, but uh, just that's sort of the challenge um, that I'm I'm working with him is trying right. to get him to. Uh, there, there's so 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 many opportunities out for him, mm-hmm. and right now he do, he doesn't even know he doesn't he can't see it, right. and it's just a matter a matter of him finding it on on his own, and that's that's the uh, that's the challenge of being a teacher is uh, is letting your students. Uh, find their way, even mm. though you you just want to give it to them. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. want them to like. If you just did X, Y, and Z, you would be you would yep. be right where you want to be. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he has to find his way, and that that was uh, what, what you all were talking about was really uh, speaking to a, a lot of what I was experiencing. Well, yeah, my my dad actually set up, <laughs> and I think about it now, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? I could have had four record deals. Mm -hmm. at four different times of my childhood but I was not ready yet and I knew I was I'm like dad I just want to go to school and so he basically took that as a sign of okay Selena's got her own mind even at I don't know how old I was I was I was young enough where it's a cloudy memory where I need to just let her do her thing but protect her Mm -hmm. at the same time so he was very protective Sometimes more protective than I wanted him to be, but I'm glad he was now because he set me up with people who could teach me the business side of things and make sure that I was signing the correct contracts rather than 
you know, ones that had loopholes and just the horrible disadvantages for me mm-hmm. and advantages for the other person who's writing out this crazy contract. And so he protected me, but he let me do my thing and find my own way while he was kind of just being supportive. And I love that he did that because I've had an amazing marriages. Having all these opportunities, just letting all these opportunities come and be what they are mm-hmm. and giving them a hundred percent and then seeing what comes out of them. And sometimes it takes years for something to come out of one opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. It's cool that he's letting me do my thing and I get to celebrate him doing his and we do our thing together. It's a huge honor. Yeah. Sorry, just dropped (laughs) y'all. It's a a huge honor to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're you're finding it on your own terms, basically. And that's Mm -hmm. that's the the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah, that like sends like kind of, you know, goosebumps kind of stuff when I think of like, I mean, because I mean, who gets to, not only is he kind of being able to support you, but you guys are sharing the stage together. Yeah. And I think that, that, you know, that's a very unique, um, you know, space. And I can't, I don't know if all artists who come from families, you know, can say that they, you know, have that intimate space necessarily with their, with their parent as well. And, and Will, when you were just saying about um, you're being a teacher and letting the student kind of find their way, it's funny because I, as a parent, I like, that is like my, wah, mm-hmm. you know, letting yeah. my kid figure this out when I'm like, you know, you can see you have a little bit of that crystal ball, not a lot, but you, you right. know that if you do this, <laughs> that's right. going to equal that, but you got to <laughs> let them, you know, travel and, and, and do that and, and find that. And I mean, that's, you know, it's clearly been they your father and mother did a, a good job, you know, kudos to them because you, you know, not only are you having the talent, but you're really you're establishing, you know, your own thing, which is so critical as a particularly as a singer, as a female, too, when you mentioned yes. about being around so many men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my parents well, are going to love hearing that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Thank you for Tell that. Them I'm putting my thumbs up. No, awesome. I, and I yep. know how hard parenting. I mean, for me, parenting is the hardest um, thing I've ever done. Harder. Mm. There's nothing. I've got degrees. Like we talking about, you know, I have multiple degrees. Start my own business, singing, married, all that. Mm-mm, raising children. That that is the hardest. And so, <laughs> kudos to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I keep hearing that. that. But, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like almost yep. to the point where it sounds cliche, <laughs> but I I'm starting to believe it. I'm like, OK, you know, because my yep. husband and I do want kids in the future. We definitely want to, you know, keep the mm-hmm. name going, keep the genetics yeah. going and whatnot. And I'm like, OK, well, let me just, you know, let's prepare ourselves a little bit, uh, you know, just for a few things. <laughs> Probably not everything. <laughs> it's not possible. Not you know, possible. When people say, oh, well, you can't. I mean, it's 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 like preparing for your third arm. I mean, you're not going to know about it until you have the arm, you use the arm, and you figure what? out what to do with the arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I can give never all heard kinds that of advice, but it's just That's, not going to, it doesn't ever hit. Yeah. It didn't hit for me either. Don't worry. But, okay. you know, it's 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 also kind of, you know, it's a, it's an amazing spiritual process too because i always look at it from that lens like okay god why are we doing this what what right. what's, what's happening but um and i hope that yeah. one day like i'll be able to experience what my dad experiences seeing mm. me yeah. shine on my own like 
Yeah. The look in his eyes lets me know it's this huge moment for him. And then my mom witnessing the whole thing happen from either the side of the stage or the audience. She's always crying. She cries every time I sing. And so, you know, I know they're experiencing something really, really special, just like I am being able to share the moment with them. And even my brother, um, you don't see him a lot because he's not in music much, but uh, he is more into the visual arts. So he does photography, Mm -hmm. digital media production. Mm -hmm. He gets to experience those moments sometimes. And we all have this whole family, you know, woo-woo moment you know where we're it like is. wow that that's just special, happened yes that's, that's that's really special you know I, I i just i think it and i having i've you know i've had the opportunity to meet your your mom and your dad i haven't met your brother and it's not like that's you're not just saying i mean i know i could feel that authenticity um you know i because i think i met i think i met your dad before i had really met you i met him during um another kind of ceremony and a, one of my producers knew him. And so it was just kind of a right. casual, I'm going to introduce you. But, you know, sometimes when you are in those situations, it's like, okay, hi, yeah, uh-huh, bye. But no, he was really like, well, are you enjoying yourself? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yep, that's dead. That's dead. I was like, you're going to keep talking to me. Okay. You know, so yeah. it was, so I just, I think that that's, that's very authentic. My parents I know are cool. we're, we're getting low on our time. I, I know. You know. I'm going to take over. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm getting so sad. Cause I yeah, want to talk like for 40 going. more minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No, you guys are awesome. Well, I, I do have one. Um, I don't know if it's a question, but uh, it's not. Well, yeah, I guess it's a question. Given your path, and, and I really loved, I highlighted that you mentioned going from being a session singer and singing background and so forth to becoming a lead. And I think, you know, that is such, they did the whole documentary, you know, about that and how, uh, what was the name of the, the, Unsung? the documentary with uh, Lisa Fisher? and I think it's Hill. either Unsung, 20 Feet from Stardom. 20 feet from stardom. There we go. 20 feet from stardom. Yes. And talking how difficult. If there, what tips, because there may be some singers listening who are kind of in that space that you were in where they're doing a lot of great session work and background, but really want to be able to move into that solo. What tips or advice would you give to those singers? I would say that it's really important to record your own music. Even if you don't think it's going to go anywhere, have a journal, whatever works for you to get your ideas out, write everything down. And before you know it, you're going to look back at the stuff you wrote down and you're going to see that you've gotten even further. Also, make sure people know that you know how to write your own music. Um, That's a good way to start collaborations. Collaborate with people and do some leads. Doesn't always mm. have to be backgrounds all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And you you never know which one of those projects, just like with Layla Hathaway and Snarky Puppy, case in point, you never know which mm-hmm. collaboration is going to work. So have your stuff set up, start your business, you know, protect your, mm-hmm. your name, your stage name. Make sure you know a lawyer who can help you with contracts. Make sure you have a business aspect of things done first. Then go ahead and, and write whatever you, you know, write whatever comes to your heart. Start thinking of what you want to look like and then mm-hmm. go into the collaborations. Um, that mm-hmm. way, once something hits, you'll be like, well, I have this vault full of music that I've written or I can write really fast if you give me a track. And then mm-hmm. you can keep that momentum going. I think that's one of the things that I've learned is just to have stuff already prepared. You know, have a way to record yourself that's really accessible to you and use. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. way you're just ready. Mm-hmm. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And time is everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to make mm-hmm. sure that you do things when you say you're going to do them. And you even have to yep. be ahead of the ball game too, because there is someone else out there. Not that you should do things out of fear, but it should give you motivation um, and keep you from procrastinating on what your craft is and building your brands and your craft to know that someone else is out there and they're willing to do the work and they're going to get it if you don't get it. You know what I mean? So you have to always be working, always be working. And I'm not going to preach, but that's the worst for me. (laughs) You just just said a whole mouthful right there. That was like, (laughs) that was a lot. But I want, I want people to succeed. I think there's enough room for all of us out there because we have social media and we have people who like quirky things or comedic things or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever type of thing, kids music. They have so many Grammy candles now, I can't even keep up. So there's room for all of us to do our thing out there. We just have to go out there and do it. Somebody's going to love you and it'll spread. Yep. Well, amen. Let's uh, let the choir (laughs) say amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Will, I don't want us to get cut off. I know. Are we, can, can we let her do her? Can she tell her social media handles? We have yes, she can. That? Do we need to go put ahead, that in the Go ahead. Go ahead. Everything is at Selena Albright everywhere. So Selena is spelled S-E-L-I-N-A. Albright is A-L-B-R-I-G-H-T. You can also go to SelenaAlbright.com. But go on any social media and hit at Selena Albright and you'll find me. Awesome sauce. Awesome. Ah, I love you, girl. Thank you. Love you, too. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you in person. Soon. I know. And I think you're coming to Chicago. I got some kind of little flag thing saying she's yes. in Chicago. December. Okay, so we'll talk more later. And I'm coming with Dad. So, yeah, we can, we can all talk about what we just talked about just now. It's going to be great. Nice to meet you, right, William. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this was this was beautiful i mean a lot of a lot of nuggets and i'm, I'm inspired <laughs> well i'm inspired cool. by both of you guys as well or absolutely you'll come back Thank we'll you. invite you back we'll invite you back with more time <laughs> okay yes, yes. <laughs> all right cool well we'll see you all next week thank you all right bye bye, bye. thank you for listening And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith.com at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.